Introducing the Two-Way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the Two-Way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the Two-Way for yourself at newbalance.com. Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of the Go 24-7 podcast. Here to preview LSU-Utah State, the end of the non-conference slate for LSU. It's going to be an early morning on Saturday for Tiger fans as LSU and Utah State will kick off at 11 a.m. Central Time inside Tiger Stadium on the SEC Network. I'm Billy Umbody. With me, Sonny Ship, Shay Dixon, Shay, let's start with you. Uh, how was the week this week? I know it's the closeout of non-conference play. Uh, looking forward to a, uh, a good quarterback matchup this weekend. Yeah, I mean, I think from talking to players and listening to what O had to say this week, it's evident that they're expecting this fast-tempo offense that kind of matches or even exceeds kind of how quickly they like to move. Um, Grant Delpit talked a lot about that on the defensive side. Uh, of they, you know, how quickly they can get their snaps off. I think this will be a fun game to watch, depending on how, you know, many completions they have. Uh, it could be a quick game uh, with both teams liking to go quick and also uh, kind of scoring a lot of points. So I think it'll be it'll be interesting. I think one thing to really watch for this week, Delpit talked about it, is cleaning up the tackles. We know that's been a theme for them uh, with missed tackles, but he said that they think the bye week kind of get back to fundamentals, even though they're not going to the ground in practices tackling, you know, working on their steps, working on short steps, long steps, getting to the ball carrier. And uh, I think we see an improved LSU defense this weekend. I don't know if they'll be perfect, but I think they'll give us a little bit more confidence going into the, uh, I guess, the rest of SEC play. Yeah, Sonny, what, what, what about you? What, are you? what do you think kind of going into this one? Uh, final non-conference game, and, and it'll be nice to, to get into the teeth of that SEC schedule now. Yeah, I'm really, uh, I'm really anxious to see uh, Utah State quarterback Jordan Love and how LSU, how LSU defends him. He's, um, you know, Ed Orgeron says he thinks he's a <clears throat> surefire first round talent. Um, seen going into the season, several draft uh, draft analysts felt that he was a potential first round talent especially after the wake forest game when he when it when he lit up the demon deacons uh did toss three interceptions but completed 70 percent of his passes over 400 yards so i'm anxious to see how lsu's defense if moving christian fulton inside to nickel in certain situations if that is able to help them and then also whether or not they clean up the tackling because you know one thing with love is that he throws a lot of passes in that in that eight to twelve yard range, and so there's going to be there's going to be a lot of opportunities for LSU to tackle guys in space, and that's something as Shea alluded to that they that LSU has worked on this week, and it's something that that they definitely have to clean up because I mean let's face it the teams that they have coming up Florida Auburn Alabama. Uh, you know, even Mississippi State, all of the SEC foes, they're gonna have they're gonna have to uh, to make tackles in space because that's gonna be what a lot you know a lot of teams are just doing that they're trying to get the ball out quickly, uh, trying to neutralize pass rushers, and then is LSU able to get any pressure on Jordan Love? You know, for an offensive line that returned only one starter 
from last season, they've only given up three sacks on the year in four games. And so what that tells you is that Jordan Love doesn't take long to get rid of the ball. And so I'm not expecting LSU to get a ton of sacks, but you also want to get him moving around. You want to get him uh, – he has a tendency to get happy feet even when he shouldn't uh, because the pressure's not that uh, not that strong. So some things that LSU can really uh, have an opportunity – to work on that they need to clean up before SEC play starts. Yeah, and, and I agree. The tackling has been been pretty poor and, and could really use a, a big boost, especially this weekend against Utah State. So uh, in, a, in a game where, like you said, they're going to dump the ball off, they're going to kind of do some of those short passes, you're going to have to tackle well and, and make sure that, that – um, you know, those don't get broken for, for big plays. And one thing I was kind of surprised about with this one is just how favored, I, I guess, LSU is. And it, it makes a little bit of sense. You know, LSU is scoring at will. Um, but anytime you're facing a first-round draft pick at quarterback, like Ed Ogeron said, it's just kind of surprising to me that it would be four touchdowns. But, uh, hey, I mean, Vegas loves LSU right now. And and, and certainly with the way they're scoring, um, uh, that, that makes sense. I do want to see... Uh, and we'll talk about it later in the pod, but but who steps up in Terrace Marshall's place? Can LSU also continue to run the football well like they did against Vanderbilt? We saw Clyde edwards Elair outside of his fumble have a good game. John Emery showed some impressive flashes as well. Will those guys get more more carries and more burn? Um, that, that will be something that I want to see because, look, as LSU gets into SEC play, having John Emery or having Ty Davis-Price in the backfield to complement Clyde Edwards Elayer would be huge. And especially if you can get them fresh, get them into the open field, make with their with especially Emory's ability to make guys miss, that's kind of a game breaker um, type player that they, they haven't necessarily had back there. Um, although Clyde's been very, very strong this year. Emory's just got when, whenever he touches the ball, it seems like good things can happen. So I'm interested to see how much uh, run they they get out of Emory and and Ty Davis Price in this one as they close out non conference play with the Aggies. Sonny, you did a big piece earlier this week on Go Twenty Four Seven about Jordan Love. It, a lot of draft analysts sounded off, and Ed Ogeron talked about him. What what are his strengths? What are his weaknesses? This is if LSU can shut Jordan Love down, this might be one of those forty two point type type of affairs where, where LSU really dominates the game. Yeah. And you know, one of, I think a big strength for him, and, and this is something that plays against LSU with the uh, situation that they have from a health standpoint to where you have Glenn Logan, who is out. Todd Harris is out. That's two starters. Caleb on on Michael divinity, Richard Lawrence, I think are all uh, very questionable for Saturday. And so you you already don't you're already down. Let's say you're down five starters. Well, on the flip side, you have an offense that averages 82 plays a game, and that's tied for tops in the nation with TCU. Um, and, and so that's going to put a strain. That's going to put a strain on your defense. You know, Vanderbilt ran a little bit of uh, you know ran a little bit of tempo, but never to the point to where uh, to where I, I I think it really started to wear LSU down. Um, you know, but with Utah State, you look at Jordan Love. You know, he's got a lot of things that he brings to the table as far as you know being a dual threat, six four, two twenty five. 
can push the ball downfield, but he hasn't been able to really do it uh, consistently. You know, more so than Jordan Love, you know, I don't think, I, even if he has a lights out day, I don't think that Utah State can score enough to hang with an LSU offense that is as, you know, putting up the the gaudy numbers that it is right now, number one in the nation in scoring, number two in the nation in passing offense. You know, I just don't think that they can match LSU scoring like they were able to do against a good Wake Forest team that's now number 20 in the coaches poll. But, uh, you know, Wake Forest, Wake Forest chalked up 579 yards, 178 rushing 401 yards passing against a Utah State defense that surprisingly returned seven starters from last year, but they've had some issues. They've had some trouble in being able to uh, in being able to stop other opponents. They're giving up 266 yards a game. If they could hold Joe Burrow to 266 yards a game, that would be a huge, huge win right there. But I've got a feeling that you're gonna you're gonna replace that two with a three. Uh, you know. Could even see it being a four if the LSU offense is clicking like it is. So as much as we're impressed with Jordan Love, I just don't see them having enough surrounding talent to be able to go toe to toe with LSU. I don't see them being able to, uh, you know, to force a lot of turnovers. They're minus two on the year. Last year they create they took the ball away 31 times. So that's an area that that they haven't been able to match from last year. And against an LSU, you know, against an LSU opponent, a team as talented as LSU is, you know, you either have to create turnovers, you have to get that, you ha- have to hope that they come out and that they sleepwalk their way through this game. You have to hope for a massive letdown. And I don't see a massive letdown or I don't see them sleepwalking when you've got such a fiery competitor like Joe Burrow leading your team. So, um, you know, I, I just think that it's a uh, it, it's a tall, tall task uh, for Utah State to be able to, to match LSU from a point production. And so, you know, the thing is going to be, do, do we see another situation like we saw last year where Louisiana Tech, quarterback through for over 300 yards you know had a, had one of his best days against an LSU secondary that all of a sudden you know created more questions of okay aren't we supposed to be DBU I think right now LSU everyone's waiting for LSU secondary and for LSU's defense to kind of wake up and step up and so can they do it against a uh, you know a, a very good quarterback this week I think is a big question We'll be monitoring that one. That's going to be one of the keys to this one. Like you said, if LSU can shut them down, they can pull away. But but um, will he have a, a similar day to, to how kind of Jamar Smith was able to come into Tiger Stadium and, and impress? That'll be very, very important for LSU to shut down Jordan Love. Good stuff, Sonny. Uh, look, we're going to take a quick break on the Go 24-7 podcast. Come back around. There's got to be some breakout players for this game. Maybe Jarrell Cherry, uh, but uh, all kidding aside, we'll talk a little bit about who might step up. In the absence of Terrace Marshall, we'll touch on some injuries and then break down our predictions on the other side of this break on the Go 24-7 podcast. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. 
You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. And welcome back to the Go 24-7 podcast. A quick reminder to leave us a rating, leave us a review, and hit that subscribe button to the podcast. We might just shout you out on Twitter for your review. So we appreciate all you guys who subscribe, rate us, review us, all of that. Look, this is what LSU is kind of hoping for is maybe the last game for significant injuries on the side of uh, on the defensive side of things where they're going to be without the likes of Kalon Chasson, Richard Lawrence, Michael Divinity, guys like that who have been questionable all week. Glenn Logan is most definitely out for this one. Shay, that they're they're going to have to again find a way defensively to step up. The pass rush has been my biggest question mark with Chase on and Divinity out. Do you see these injuries getting better in time for Florida? And and do you think there's a chance we see any of these guys against Utah State? You know, I think that they're going to be cautious with Utah State for the reason that you mentioned, uh, because you've got Florida next, and then State, and then Auburn. Uh, you don't want to have any more setbacks. I think that's the kind of vibe I've gotten from listening to Coach O. Uh, and as he said it, he put called a bunch of guys gimpy um, in terms of describing uh, them being banged up. And then we met with Caleb on Chase on uh, this week, and he said, look, I followed the press conference. He called me gimpy. I'm not gimpy. I could have played, uh, you know, dot, dot, dot. But he said, look, it's on Coach O. Whatever Coach O feels comfortable with, I'm good with. So, it wouldn't shock me if he's not out there for Utah State. Um, but I think that by Florida, that they're getting everybody back. You wonder about Divinity, obviously, because he was banged up a little. And you know that Glenn Logan's probably not going to come back until later in the month. But I will tell you this. When we were out there, Billy and I, this week uh, at player interviews, Glenn Logan was out there, no walking boot, no nothing, uh, doing some conditioning drills. So clearly he's on the road to recovery. Uh, but I think that by Florida, so two weeks, Yes, you'll have a bulk of those guys back. Maybe, Billy, you do have some answers in the pass rush, the natural pass rush with, you know, sending three or four guys. Uh, certainly, Richard Lawrence and Caleb on Chason will be big helps in that regard. But I think that by the middle to the latter part of the month, let's say Auburn even, you know, at the end of the month, I think that they're hoping they not only have those guys back, uh, but certainly have Divinity back uh, and maybe Glenn Logan as well. And then you're sort of at full strength. But that's sort of, a you know, kind of in the – uh, predicting the future a bit there. I think this week in Utah State, maybe some of those guys can maybe chase on gets out there some, but I think that they still feel confident that they can win and clean some things up with the guys they have without risking any setbacks so that they can go into that Florida game, um, you know, and, and bring some guys back, have a little bit more of a loaded gun. Yeah, and, and one thing uh, you mentioned us being out there at player interviews and Glenn Logan being out there, 
Jamarcus Russell is also out there uh, talking with Miles Brennan a little bit, uh, sharing sharing maybe some more stories from him. They were they were definitely talking ball over there. Uh, what'd you make of that, Shay? Yeah, someone jumped into my mentions and said maybe they're uh, Jamarcus is giving him some tips on how to gain weight, and uh, and that sort of took off. So uh, I think it's good to see it's good to see Jamarcus back, but uh, also good to see them chat. And they were chatting with Jack Marucci for probably 30 minutes. I mean, we were in there and they were staying in there the whole time. So uh, I think that it's good, you know, that Miles has guys in his ear. And and I think more than anyone, he's learning from Burrow. I mean, he's got two years of understanding what it takes to play at this level from a guy who has already been through one program onto the next, has waited his time, which is what Miles is doing. Miles even came out last week. I think Bleacher Report had an article or something, but he tweeted, I'm not going anywhere. I was never going anywhere. Uh, he's going to be your quarterback next season. Um, I had written about kind of my thoughts on him. I have some faith in him uh, on the side. I had published a piece. But, uh, yeah, look, Brennan's, Brennan's coming along. He had been banged up a little bit. He took a big shot against Vanderbilt, got his head taken off, basically. But he's been at practice this week, and uh, it looks like he's good to go, which is good news because you need your backup quarterback uh, because you never know what can happen. Yeah, and, and I agree with you. I think uh, Miles Brennan is going to end up being LSU's quarterback next year. That is uh, pretty much a sure thing, I would say, at this point. And and look, like you said, it, it's good for those guys to be around. But yeah, Burrow is, is definitely sharing uh, plenty with him, and, and him getting to watch him is a good thing. But um, look, I, I think those injuries, I think it's great to be cautious. That'll be a good thing. One player that they know they'll be without is... Terrace Marshall, who got hurt in the Vanderbilt game. Now it's time for who to step up. Let's start with Sonny. Ed Ogeron shared some thoughts on this uh, last week. But who do you think is stepping up? Uh, I, th- I think Stephon Sullivan's going to be a, be a guy who will get more targets. Uh, we've seen, you know, he caught a couple of balls against Vanderbilt. And I think he's a guy that you, uh, you know, that you can put out there. But I, I think it's going to kind of be by committee. I, I, I think Bracey McMass is going to certainly get his opportunities. I think Derek Dillon's going to get more opportunities. Wouldn't even be surprised to see guy, a guy like Jare Jenkins, uh, maybe get a few more snaps when, um, you know, when you're in a in a situation that is where the game is not already decided. Uh, just because they've shown that they can, they've shown that they can do it in certain situations. And so you want to see if a guy like that can step up and do something when you're up by 10 points against Utah state or up by 17 instead of when you're up by 40. So I think it'd be by committee, but if you're looking for, for that guy who could, um, you know, who, who could fill the void. If you're looking at just one guy, I think Stefan Sullivan is going to get the, it's going to get more action like Ed Orgeron alluded to. And Shay, uh, who, who do you think? I, I'm, I'm kind of. I, I think I'm going to side with you on this one, uh, with with your guy who you're going to pick to step up here a little bit more so than Sullivan. I just don't know if Sullivan has that explosiveness that this offense really relies on to to kind of be be the answer to to the 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 absence of Terrace Marshall. Yeah, you know. It- Orgeron talked a ton about Sullivan these past really week of wanting to get him more involved, playing him at receiver. <clears throat> but I'm going to go with the guy Joe Burrow mentioned, which was Racy McMath. And Burrow, what stood out when Burrow was talking about McMath was how it took me aback a little bit because when I asked him with Marshall out, who's going to step up, and 
he just looked right at me and said, it's race McMath. And he said that nobody on this team can get up and get a ball in a 50, 50 contested situation like racy. He said, look, my starting three receivers are all beast. Um, they've been killing it for me, but he said, racy is just waiting for his turn. And he said, what we don't get to see in practice is how often things break down for burrow. And he says, and I just throw it up to racy and he comes down with it 95% of the time. So Burrow thinks that's going to be the way it goes. I, I wouldn't be surprised. We saw him get in at the bandy game. He got a touchdown. We've always known he was a good receiver. It was just a matter of when he got his shot. Uh, and it really seems like he's put in the work. He's waited his time. Uh, and now with the, you know, one of your starting three receivers down for what might be a month, you know, he's got a chance to really make an impact. They're going to need him during the SEC play. So uh, my guess is in a game where you're going to throw it a lot this weekend, uh, I like Race McMath to come up with a handful of catches, maybe four or five catches, and get himself 80 yards, 100 yards or so even, which would be huge for him, uh, maybe even get into the end zone. Uh, but I do think that Burrow is going to be looking his way a good bit because he wants to get him comfortable. Uh, he knows Chase and Jefferson have it going on. Uh, they have all the confidence in the world. If they can bring McMath up to speed to hold them off and or hold them over until Marshall's back, I think that would be huge. Yeah, I, I'm I'm with you. I just think Racy's been been coming on really really well lately, and and had a big third down catch uh, against Vanderbilt as well with with Miles Brennan in the game. It'll be a good opportunity, I think, for some of these other guys to get in. I think we could see Miles Brennan once again get into the game if if LSU can have the type of first half that they did, like they did against Vanderbilt, put up a ton of points, pull the starters uh, midway through the third quarter, and and kind of cruise to the win with with the backups playing. I think that would be the best thing for, for LSU on Saturday night. With that, let's make some predictions, fellas. Uh, Sonny, let's start with you. How do you see this one playing out? Well, uh, I think there's a huge difference between a uh, fifth-ranked, or actually, I guess if we're going to use coaches' poll rankings, a sixth-ranked LSU team and a 20th-ranked Wake Forest team. I don't I don't think the two are even really close. So I, th- I, don't th- I think Utah State – can look at that Wake Forest game, and it it gives them some confidence headed into uh, headed to, headed into Tiger Stadium. They'll benefit from it being an 11 a.m. kickoff instead of a nighttime kickoff to some degree. But uh, eventually, the I just think LSU is going to roll. I think LSU is going to roll. I think Joe Burrow is too is too good. I think Joe Burrow is too much of a leader for there to be a letdown. And uh, I think the LSU defense is going to step up. I do believe that they'll give up a cheap score late, uh, you know, kind of like Vandy got on the pick six. Hopefully it's not another pick six, and it's just the uh, the backup defense giving up some points. But I like LSU 52-21. to 21. Very nice, very nice. Shay, what do you, what do you think? This, this LSU offense is, is rolling. Yeah, I'm not far off from Sonny, and uh, and Sonny Money, he might not even be looking at the line. He's just got it in his head. He's a natural. He's a, uh, he's a, you belong in Vegas. I think the over-under right now is 71. Sonny, you were right at around that. I know the spread opened at like 24. It had been creeping up. I think it's up to 27 uh, in multiple parts of the week. Um, I'm thinking something in the range of 48 to 21 will be the final score. I do think Utah State gets on the board. Um, at least a couple of times, maybe a few times. Um, I'm not sure if that'll be an indictment on LSU's defense or not. We can still see them play better in that stretch. Uh, but I do have no 
real reason to believe that the offense won't pick up where they left off in the first four games, which has been extremely consistent. Um, we'll see how much they run the ball in this one. Uh, if they want to ever try to play keep away, but I just don't see it. I think that LSU wants to be who they are. And right now uh, what they are is a, a team that passes to set up the run and that will pass it more often that they're running it. So um, I do think that it's going to be in that, let's say 48 to 21 range. Yeah, for me, I, I think this is another game where LSU is not going to take the foot off the gas offensively. And again, in a, in a game where LSU is going to be banged up defensively, I think they're going to give up a couple scores in, in the game, whether it be early, whether it be late. I just think it ends up happening with Jordan Love, a quarterback for Utah State. I'm going to, I'm going to go big on, on LSU's offense uh, here. I'm going to go 62-17. Um, LSU getting the win, a, a late score. Uh, this one's going to be out of hand. We might have some moments where the defense doesn't look the part and, and maybe you know stiffens a bit there on the on LSU's side of the field and forces some st- some stops. But um, in, in a game where Derek Stingley and Christian Fulton are going to be tested a good bit, I like LSU uh, to, to have a huge day offensively for those two to have two big games and, and kind of assert themselves even more so as, as to the premier corners in college football. And um, LSU cruises to uh, close out non-conference play. So with that, guys, I think that's enough on this edition of the podcast. LSU will close out non-conference play, like we said, against Utah State on Saturday. We'll have your full coverage on Go 24-7. Definitely check out our recruiting uh, update on, on the visitors expected in for this one. We teased you guys earlier in the week on the podcast. LSU's going to have a huge, huge, huge visitor list for Florida and Auburn later this month. But that doesn't mean they're not going to have visitors in on Saturday for this one. Hope you guys will check that out. Again, please rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. And subscribe to Go247.com. We'll have you guys covered all weekend as LSU takes on Utah State and Tiger Stadium at 11 a.m. Central on the SEC Network. Thanks for listening, and have a great weekend.